I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. as you just pressed record i thought to myself you better sound preppy yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I have not been so peppy i know i'm tired but i'll I'll pep up oh god i'll pep up because we have some new listeners Mm -hmm. and it's really exciting so welcome if you're new Mm -hmm. um as mim would want us to say us the royal us um the royal we don't go back to the beginning (laughs) (laughs) just stick with us from this point onwards is sort of my (laughs) advice yeah don't listen to our uh maybe like the first 10 what do you reckon um yeah i think you're right or if you do just take it with a pinch of salt that we've grown we've we've learned some lessons along the way oh yeah just um subscribe now and just this episode and next episode you don't want to miss it you don't want to miss it i mean we've got plugs in there You'll, you'll hear the things you'll hear the jingles you'll hear it what's your fashion story (laughs) yeah so my fashion store is that salvatore farragamo oh you did that very well thanks thanks i mean it's not every day that i get these pronunciations correctly (laughs) They have named a new creative director called Maximilian Davis. Yeah. I feel like you really like the name Maximilian. Do I? I don't know why. I just could imagine that. But anyway, Maximilian Davis. It's a little bit OTT, isn't it? (laughs) Is that why? (laughs) To know. Um, Interesting. I've not heard of him. 
No, that's the thing. He's a British designer. He's a young British designer. And that's probably why you haven't heard mm. about him. He does have his own label. And um, from what I've read is that he had entered in the LVMH. You know, they have that prize, LVMH prize. Yeah. For a lot of like up and coming young or small brands. And he was part of it and actually pulled out of the, the competition before, you know, the the winners were announced and whatnot. And now that he's been appointed this position, it makes sense that he pulled out because... He doesn't need uh, it. Farag- well, he doesn't need it, exactly. And also Farragamo is not under LVMH, so it's like a competing company. He's not going to like accept a prize and money from one mm. and then go straight to... You know, I mean, good call. You you would if if the negotiations to be creative director for Farragamo is close, you would you would kind of you know sign on the dotted line and be like, sorry, LVMH, I don't need this award. Quite yeah. frankly. So yeah, how cool! Um, very cool. And when you think of Farragamo as quite um, for an older clientele, not a really old, but like maybe middle aged upwards. Mm-hmm someone who is looking for something that's quite sophisticated, quite classy, like really nice materials. It's not like the same person who's buying into the trendy sorts of um, luxury brands. Um, It's for, I think it's got a quite a, they've got their own clientele base down Mm -hmm. kind of what I get. So to have someone young um, and British as well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what what's going to come from Farragamo in the future. Yeah, I feel like I would almost prefer that though to be appointed. Maybe especially if you've got your own brand and then you become. We mentioned this before when it, you um, are creative director. I think mm. it's helpful that it's quite different from your own line, and you you're meeting mm. a brief. You know, you're not trying to. Um, yeah, there's no cross wires or anything like that. You're just doing your brief there and he can probably inject yeah. some young new ideas into their existing sort of beloved styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So he's um, from London, Seven Sisters and Ferragamo, the brand is from Florence or based in Florence. And so it's like, couldn't be any different from each yeah. other. Um. And, you know, last week we were talking about the blend of off-white and church's shoes. Yeah. Church's shoes is like that kind of, quote-unquote, upper-class, like, gentleman's dress shoe or, like, loafers or brogues and things like that. And then it meets with, like, streetwear, young, um, anything-goes kind of brand of off-white that, like, appeals to um, to... I don't know, whatever is just going to grab the attention of the moment, Mm. you know? And those two are like opposed to each other. So I think that this Ferragamo new appointment is, yeah, as you said, it's like a meeting of the two. Could be quite cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. Interesting. Watch this space. What is your fashion story? So my fashion story... I saw it on TikTok. I haven't really seen it anywhere else. Yeah. Birkenstock. Oh, love them. Are doing a collab with Manolo Blahnik. Stop it. Are they going to do, you know, like they're... Um, they've got the buckles. Stop it. On the, 
I actually feel like I want some. I want them. I haven't even seen them and I want them. Like I read they're they're velvet with the extra buck. I mean, (gasps) oh my God, they're beautiful, aren't they? They, that's exactly like this. These are the collabs we want to see. The collabs we want to see. This is it. Um, like those are so but you know what it's so clever I I have so many emotions (laughs) Um, it's so clever because Birkenstock is so popular it used to be I guess Crocs have had a similar journey Mm -hmm. Um, Birkenstock used to be very utilitarian you wore Mm. them if you liked to walk a lot on holiday and you were like (laughs) middle-aged was kind of the vibe or you were a bit bohemian or not style conscious is what the Birkenstock used to be for they're now cool they're now trendy we have very much made comfortable utilitarian footwear fashion we accept it think of like the sandals that are really cool now are those like really chunky velcro mm. like not so elegant like the orthopedic velcro yeah. grandma's yeah you know shoes yeah so this makes so much sense like birkenstock is just such a staple you see it all the time i've got a pair of birkenstocks mm-hmm. um and they're really comfy and yeah what a way to then pimp them out i don't own monono blanics but i'd love to and i would love to mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the price point is, but I think they come out on like the 24th. No, I think they're beautiful. And, and so in the purple. There's there's they? blue and there's a pink for sure. There's some ones that look a bit more like crocs that I feel like you would like. No, no, no. I don't want I have enough. You're not like they're like filled um, in toes. Oh no, those are yeah, they're those are some of their most popular styles. Mm. Yeah. Those people buy that style a lot to wear at home. Yeah. This was before Crocs was like yeah. big. You'd wear like fluffy socks or like, you know, those kind of um thick wool like it, it looks socks a bit like a clog, doesn't it? Um yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually really stalk stalk the shit out of it and make sure um if I want a pair, I get a pair. I mean, I bet they're out of my price range. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Manolo Blonics, those are, if I were to say what's my goal shoe, mm. it's the Manolo Blonic Mules, you know, with the crystal at the front. Mm. Yeah. They're beautiful. I love them so much. They're expensive. Though. They're expensive. But what I love about Manolo Blonic is he has, like, as a shoe designer, if you've ever seen this collection, go and see it in a museum or something i did once and um, yeah he had he often i don't know if it's still there it was there for a long time i can't think the gallery now it was one near central london oh, collection. it was oh and i went and i can't remember either but he is so whimsical yeah um and he's designed shoes of all kinds mm. like of all different themes of all different colors and textures and like a real a real shoe designer like a lover of shoes and like in every variation that he could come in and yeah. um yeah I just think he's a classic even <gasps> if you don't wear them it's like they're all collectors yeah. yeah 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 um 
I, I'm going to hazard a guess that those Birkenstocks are going to be about 700, 800 pounds. No, that's how much Manolo's are. But that's the point, is it not? This is not an H&M No, I feel collab. like you want it to be. Yeah, you want it to be. You want it, it to be like, say <laughs> Birkenstocks be. are like sort of 80 odd quid. You want them to be around like 300, 400. Yeah, I want in them between. Be. But they won't be, I don't <sighs> think. just you know what on the on the spirit of tiktok because between us both we spend a lot of time on that (laughs) yeah i follow this creator and his account's called like i deserve couture i I think i deserve couture i love that (gasps) okay um 500 pounds is what one of the pairs is going for 510 pounds it's a bit steep though isn't it it's a bit steep I don't care that much for a buckle um maybe we should just make our own like legit give it honestly give it a couple weeks and Zara is gonna have them that's so true (laughs) (laughs) that's very Zara (laughs) Zara only needs two weeks to turn around and they'll do it yeah they will sorry continue your story Um, so this account I deserve couture go and check it out if you don't follow already but he had a video and he was like, what is going on with Bottega Veneta's prices? Mm. Crazy. So from their latest show, there is this leather midi length skirt, purple, like, like a lilac color, really nice. And out from under the hem is like um, long kind of like iridescent purple, like like long sequins, you know, that kind Ooh, of move yeah. with the movement of the skirt, like from underneath, like yeah and they're selling it for like 30 grand yeah like 27 something yeah absolute cheap i could buy a farm for that honestly because i was like you know so my my thought process was like oh leather's not that expensive and i was like hang on i could buy quite a few cows with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bloody yeah. hell out your own tannery <sighs> oh my god no Listen, all these prices and things, it's just driven the by world, the, the amount this world is getting, like the cost it's getting. My energy bill or my gas bill went up 45 pounds in the last month. Mm, yeah. I, I live you. in a two bed flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ours has gone up. I can't remember how much by because it's depressing enough. Yeah. Like the internet has gone up. The the gas, the water, oh, yeah. everything's gone yeah, up. Yeah, our TV's gone up. Yeah. Um, I don't have money left over for a thirty thousand pounds skirt. No, no, that's that's got to go on petrol these days. So, oh, speaking <laughs> of petrol, that's a damn cheek as well. <laughs> Every time I drive past, it's more, and you see yeah. people doing the almost panic buying it at the lowest price each they can physically get it at because they're worried obviously it's going to go up the next day Mm. i don't have time for that i know i went to costco today especially to fill up because it's slightly cheaper yeah it was cheaper but it wasn't cheaper enough no i was expecting like (laughs) yeah i was expecting you wanted a cash back with it (laughs) a a lot of money savings and it just wasn't it was it wasn't hitting like it should no but you know how you can save money? Mm. This Go is on. a really smooth segue. <laughs> Outlet shopping. 
Look at that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look how smooth that was. And that wasn't rehearsed, guys. That wasn't rehearsed. It was was it cringy? Yes, because it came from me, but yeah, I thought it was very smooth. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. So yeah, we're talking outlet shopping today. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm just going to start with this little nugget that I read today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that a store, okay, guess which high street store yeah. is about to bring out an outlet. Okay. Uh, hold on. I don't no think clues. it's in this country. I think it's in the States, but not that that's a clue. Oh, so it's not in the UK. We don't get it here. I No, you do get it here. But the outlet's going to be in the States. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I might say like it's not a department store, it's a brand, yeah. Mm-hmm. High Street. Next, no. <laughs> so, do you remember the Blue Cross sale and all that? Yeah, good times. Good times. Um, okay, so it's not that. It's not. It's not like River Island, is it? No. Because I'm thinking High Street, like what? yeah um okay it's not gonna be like zara it's not gonna be like mango it's not okay so we've got next we've got very but they're a department store online um god i don't even remember the high street if i'm honest (laughs) okay h&m how can you outlet (laughs) (laughs) h&m what's cheaper than i know prices what (laughs) And also, I think I read as well that New Look is doing one, and I would put that in a similar category. Okay, so that <laughs> is um, that is an excellent starting point because the question of what is the definition of an outlet store, mm-hmm. what do we expect to see at an outlet store, and when you think of H and M coming out with an outlet, the first thing we think of is the price. Yeah, what what are they discounting? Because there you can. <laughs> honestly because the amount of things you can get in that store for less than 10 pounds or less than 20 that is just a summer sale and to be exactly and they have sales anyway like we now live in a time where a sale can last a bloody month Mm -hmm. um if not longer or you get a 20 percent off voucher sent to you via email every other week yeah so in what world does h&m need an outlet Okay, the world is that H&M are overstocked. And remember when we started this podcast, right at the beginning, don't go back and listen to those episodes, guys. (laughs) Right at the beginning, 
we spoke about this. They were overstocked because we were all at home, not going anywhere. And Mm. H&M always had this over, a problem of overproduction. Yeah. They would make lots um, or their buying team would order a lot of garments to be made. And most of it could never be sold. And they were sitting on all this excess stock and they couldn't flog it. And so by them saying, okay, we already put on all these sales. We already put on all these discounts. Let's just repackage, essentially, let's repackage these discounts into something that is more exciting. And what's more exciting? An outlet store. Why? Because people purposefully go to outlet villages to find things they haven't seen anywhere before, get heavily discounted products, mostly for mostly for luxury goods mm-hmm. like premium goods um and so an outlet store is actually kind of exciting yeah um and so that's what h&m are doing they're just repackaging all their like to flog the shit. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so um i don't yeah i don't know would you go to their outlet store no I very <laughs> don't get me wrong they've got some good stuff there I try not to shop there because I try to not shop places that are like outrageously cheap mm. I granted I'm sure that there are many I mean ASOS has cheap stuff too or whatever and I'm not mm. made of money but anywhere that kind of has a lot of sort of cheap items I try not to buy from there because a I want my clothes to last and be mm. more quality and so what I might have bought from H&M now, I would probably look to like Marks and Spencers for. Yes. Like sure. for me, from H&M, I used to get like vest tops, mm-hmm. mainly to wear underclothing, not to wear externally anyway, like as an undergarment almost. Um, what else would I have bought from there? I probably bought cheap jumpers from there when I was younger. But mm. yeah, for the most part, I like if I was looking for some new vest tops, I would probably go, go to H&M. Um, Maybe holiday clothes because that's more of a throwaway item. But again, I'm yeah. trying to not look at clothes like that anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what I would go there for. So I wouldn't get buzzed on mm. three vest tops for two pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But how about you? Oh, no, I haven't shopped in H&M for years, actually. Mm. And I'm not saying that I'm like better than you, but because no. I buy from other places. But um, yeah, I I have no reason to shop at at H and M. As you said, there's like Marks and Spencers for basics. There's like Gap. Mm. There's like Uniqlo. Yeah, it's not as cheap, but you could buy like instead of buying three of the same item. Yeah, for thirty pounds. You might just buy one. Yeah. Twenty-five or one for twenty pounds, and be like, yeah. "Let me see how it goes." You know. Um, <clears throat> so no, I would not. I would not visit them. It, it kind of reminds me about TK Maxx because TK Maxx is positioned as an outlet, and it is mm. because they get a lot of um, off-season bits. Um, are you a TK Maxx shopper? I never have been because I think you have to have a lot of patience for TK Maxx. Um, and I never have, like, I don't actually enjoy the act of shopping. So going through racks of clothes is sort of my idea of. But you do that virtually though. You go on the internet and do that. I do it on the internet, but that's from the safety of my home. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just, I've never really enjoyed shopping like in a store. Um, 
But the amount of people that I see find amazing things, especially lots of great coats, and I go on their online store and they're not there because obviously that's the nature of TK Maxx anyway. And it makes me think that I should start sort of going and hunting through their store a bit more. Mm. Um, But I want to pose this to you. Mm -hmm. So originally an outlet store or the concept was very similar to what TK Maxx is, Mm -hmm. right? Selling off old season, um, maybe things that have a button missing, slight default, seconds, Mm -hmm. as they often get called in fashion, or, um, or yeah, just unwanted good, maybe some samples that just never made it. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what an outlet store was for, is a way that people like Dior... Prada, Fendi, like think of Bista Village, which is, I think, by the way, the most like successful outlet um, mall in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So TK Maxx still is like that and has retained that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't think these outlet villages, for the most part, have retained that. I think we'll probably go on to the fact that things that are actually purposely made for outlet stores. Whereas I don't think that is the case for TK Maxx, but you tell me because you're more of a TK Maxx shopper than I am. Yeah, I haven't bought clothes from TK Maxx in a long time, but years ago I did shop in TK Maxx more. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say having worked for brands, particularly in their outlet division, is that, I don't think there's any love lost for outlet villages at all. A lot of the outlet villages, like you mentioned Bista Village um, in UK, which is probably the most successful one in Europe. Um, But then you've also got other big ones like Lavallee um, outside of the centre of Paris. Um, And then you've got all these ones in Germany, like so basically the UK, France and Germany. Mm. These outlet villages, they pull in a lot of money. And they shift mm. a lot of stock. And a lot of people do love going to them. But the thing is, they are predominantly for luxury goods. Mm-hmm. So the price point, although it's discounted, the price point is a lot higher. You yeah. Know? You might still spend a good £500 on an item, a good £1,000 on an item. And it might be great value for the brand that you're buying into, but it's still a lot of money. Um, the thing is with TK Maxx and what has been successful for them is it's like on the high street, isn't it? You don't have to drive to the outskirts of like your nearest city or a couple cities, like a couple hours away from you to visit these specific villages. Hmm. Um, and so that's why it might seem more popular because you see a lot more people on the high street visit them and they're more accessible. Um, but I'd, I maybe, and I don't know for certain, but I could see outlet villages having become more popular whilst we haven't been traveling internationally. We no longer have as frequent access to duty free shopping mm-hmm. where you could get something that was in season in the store, in the airport, and then get your 20% VAT refunded after your holiday. So I think if you've got your eye on something, then you could go to the outlet village and go looking for it there. Um, that's how I found my Balenciaga bag because mm-hmm. I had my eye on getting it and I found it, you know, brand new, but at the outlet. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that there's still a place for outlet villages, even though, you know, TK Maxx exists. I think when you go to an outlet village and you go to the brand store, the offering is more curated. Oh, for sure. You get like the service that, not the service of like the retail stores, but someone helps you. They go in the back, they get your size, all of that stuff. Whereas TK Maxx, you know, you got to fend for yourself in there. <laughs> You're like looking for one shoe to match with the other one and it's underneath the railing and like, yeah, it's not a premium experience, but I yeah. I still feel like I think there's probably less stuff made just to go in TK Maxx, whereas um, outlet stores now very much have things purposely made, like how we've talked previously in old episodes that Zara very much makes clothes just for their sales. Mm-hmm. Um, that these outlet stores do, but so um. Yeah, Bista Village is actually the most successful outlet in the world. In the world, the annual, I didn't realise that. The annual spend per square foot in a typical UK shopping centre is around £300. Okay. In Bista Village, it's £2,000 per square oh. foot. Um, but A, it is premium and it's probably, well, it's that I'm in the UK, I think it's the only premium one and there's some really great stuff. No, we've got um, the the company that owns Bista Village has one in Portsmouth. Um, yeah, the Portsmouth one definitely isn't as nice. I'm trying to think what. That's no, called. it's not as nice. But they are Something they key. they have a uh, Gumworth. Yeah, Gumworth Key. But it's still they still have luxury stores though. Yeah, Bista's just more. The thing is, Bista's just far more successful and popular because it's closest to London. Yeah, it's in Oxfordshire. So. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been to Bista Village for a little while. However, I actually used to, it used to be part of a Christmas tradition that I would do. So my mum actually used to go with her mum to Gunwharf Quay and they would go and do some Christmas shopping there. Mm -hmm. They would maybe get like some slightly cheaper Calvin Klein boxes for my brothers. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's a Nike outlet store there. They would get a few bits and bobs like that, but they just would enjoy the day there. And so then when my granny passed away, I wanted I attempted to sort of start a new tradition with my mum of maybe going to Bista Village. However, Bista Village is an expensive price point. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think we actually picked up much. Um, but it's a really nice day out. And that's coming from someone who doesn't enjoy shopping. It's a really nice place to go. Yeah. It is just a really chic sort of village lots of nice stores um and also I think people now I know sort of go there knowing that they've got like an amount of money that they're happy to spend Mm -hmm. and sort of just hope that they'll be like oh my god I saw that six months ago Mm. and we're all programmed we all love we're all consumers we all love a discount so this is where outlet stores just have us like on the back foot anyway, yeah. because we love to go, it was 50% off. It might still be a grand, but <laughs> we're like, it's a great deal. It used mm. to be 2000 pounds. You know, we love that story. Cause we can't get it anywhere else for that price. There's still that like, yeah. it's, it's just more attainable for us, isn't it? 
Yeah. And I, so that stuff tricks you into maybe spending more than you would. Mm. But also, you, like you said before, you still get quite a luxury experience. You still feel like you are shopping in Fendi. Yeah. Even though it's the outlet store, you still get treated nicely. They still call you madam, la, 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 la. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's a really accessible way for people to shop there. And I actually wouldn't mind betting it's even more popular than ever as well, because trend is so not a thing anymore. Yeah. We don't judge someone for having last season's bag. We don't judge that. So actually. Anything, you know what? If anything, now it's a bit of a flex. Yeah. To be like, guess what I found from (laughs) Rick Owens, like 2004. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. That's so true. It actually is more of a flex. The journey of um, finding something in the heap of everything else Mm. that no one else could find. Yeah. You're right in that sense. Yeah. What was what was your experience when you were at Vista getting your Balenciaga? Um, well, I didn't go with the intention of getting it. I just saw it across the room and I you just You never do. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, I like going to Bista actually. Yeah. I go fairly often with my mum. She loves going. And as you said, it's it's a day out for us. Mm. Most of the time I don't buy anything. I buy yeah. like t-shirts from vans but I'll spend like 30 pounds because yeah. I like them. And it's like, you know, I come back with something. Um, but, you know, like you got the Wolseley Cafe, you go for some fish and chips or like yeah. you, it's a, it's an easy Sunday stroll and you get to try on some, you know, fancy stuff and you get to daydream a little bit. And so I definitely think that outlet is here to stay. Mm. As you said, one, because, um, people love a discount love to hunt for things um and also because as you said trends don't exist but I was thinking about this earlier you know like the noughties and the 2010s we don't have like I feel like our fashion was an amalgamation of fashions from previous decades there was nothing in particular that's that what was it all is yeah. anyway besides the skinny jean yeah. and the jegging you know but the skinny jean existed before then but it just wasn't as skinny because yeah. there wasn't elastane yeah 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 inside you know? the denim yeah. yeah so um as you said like the rise of vintage shopping charity shop uh, um charity shop shopping um and then you've got outlets and then you've got websites like the outnet yeah like tk maxx all of this is like there's this perpetual desire for people to buy things that's discounted out of season um and whatnot but um yeah back to back to your point about um items being specially made for outlet Mm. because we kind of glossed over that point and i'm pretty sure most people don't realize that that happens yeah Um, so i i found some before and after or not before and after but sort of comparisons that i'm i'll send you so that we can we can get those posted online but just really subtle differences mm -hmm. between 
the online or mainline retail version retail version and then the outlet version so one example that I saw were a pair of Ugg boots Mm -hmm. visually like initial inspection look the same Mm -hmm. and then probably and I would say this is the case I would bet this is the case for most things made of leather that it would be made of seconds or even mm. thirds. So it, when you go to a tannery, you approve. This is the case of all handbag companies that I've experienced, luxury handbag, leather yeah. goods. Literally, you physically go there and you approve the leathers that mm-hmm. will be made. And whether that's a snippet, so then the factory know what is worthy of approving. Like Chanel classify things as like one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and things can only be made of a one, like mm-hmm. it has to be premium. Um, so I wouldn't mind betting that it's discarded leather that they've already bought but has a mark or an imperfection on the skin that mm-hmm. gets used for these products but anyway so visually the outside looked the same mm-hmm. but the tread or the sole mm-hmm. was very different so an ugg boot normally has that foamy sole i but think this... now they're rubber i think they've changed it oh well yeah true because they're probably more designed for outside but this one just had like it was a, it had a different groove yeah. um and it was just visually you could just see that it, it wasn't quite the same and then the other example was a Michael Kors bag. And so the normal tote has um, like the Michael Kors logo, sort of a sh- the shopper tote type vibe, very never full. Um, and then it has that sort of the swinging pendant that sort of, you know, is almost like um, a key ring or like removable swinging pendant, whereas just the Bista Village or the Outlet version just had a really simple nameplate on it and none of the additional things. Yeah, well, it was just simplified. Definitely. Well, I worked in the outlet division of a leather bags company. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like an international brand and they focused on leather bands, bra- leather bags. So I can't I can't talk anymore. And I know for certain mm. what they do at outlet. Yeah. So it's not discarded leather. They will make Okay, so you take your retail line mm-hmm. and you might have like popular bags or like your iconic bag ranges, for example. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what I'm about to say is not for every brand, mm-hmm. but for specific brands. But we'll go on to that. So say you have five very popular styles, which are your mainstays, mm-hmm. and you will make a, a dupe or design a dupe that's very similar to it but it's not exact. Mm -hmm. And instead of having like the A grade leather, which is like the best quality, as you said, you know, perfection free, it's like the softest, plumpest leather. They will use, instead of like the A grade, it's like the C grade. So it's like harder leather. Cheaper leather. It's cheaper, um, more cost effective. And then maybe instead of, you know, the chunky hardware that you get on the retail pieces, you will mm-hmm. get the kind of smaller, cheaper hardware on the outlet pieces. Everything is modified so that it's cheaper to make. Would you say even the construction, like, would they modify it to that sort of just that it's maybe not I'm... lined as nicely or? Uh, 
I don't know about the construction. I've never noticed like, oh, this is a badly made. Bag. No, I more mean all the so inside. there's a way to make things cheaper. Like there are cheaper constructions than um, than others. I can't speak to that because I don't actually know. But I know for certain, like the materials were different. Yeah, and wow. as you said, like the logo or the plaque might be different. You know, yeah. you might get the full name, the full branding on the retail one, and then yeah. you might get the abbreviated. Or, you know, it'd be slight difference. Or just rather than it being metal, it's just stamped or for example exactly and so the thing is and it's and the reason why I say it's not for every brand but it's for certain brands is that you've got brands like you've mentioned Michael Kors, Hugo Boss, um, Ralph Lauren, all of these brands that have massive presences in outlet villages and every everyone's got a you know a, a hill figure t-shirt yeah. you know all of that stuff is made for outlet particularly mm. and it's sold to the masses and the idea is that they make and no word of a lie there are lots of brands out there who make more money on their outlet side of the business it's a much bigger portion of their business than their retail is you know mm. how we talk about couture couture yeah. is that is their retail business it's yeah. like the nicest stuff, the most premium stuff. It's what you see in the new collections. And that's what draws you into the brand. And then you have the outlet. So you might be like, I can't afford a 2000 pound bag or even, even like less expensive. Like a 300 pound t-shirt. Yeah. 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 But I can go to the outlet and this looks similar. Yeah. And to the, to the undiscerning eye, you think it's the same thing. Yeah. So their outlet business is much bigger because it's so much more accessible and they know that they are shifting higher quantities. So the margin, they try to make their profit margin as large as possible. Don't So they make it cheaper, basically. And so they can sell it to you for cheaper and then more people can buy it. And loads of brands do that. Mm. And I don't know how in the, for the life of me it's legal because... <laughs> <laughs> well because it's true because there isn't a side-by-side comparison right so even just taking like a hill figure t-shirt if you're paying sort of a hundred plus pounds for a t-shirt that'll be a really nice heavy duty cotton can't Mm. see your nipples through it like (laughs) but like even for men whatever like it's it's gonna be heavyweight it's gonna be really nice it's gonna wash really well it's gonna last la 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 Mm. um outlets probably slightly thinner cotton slightly Mm -hmm. cheaper maybe it's got like a smaller logo so they've used less embroidery for the logo maybe it's the hot stamp yeah you know the yeah yeah maybe it's yeah all of that stuff and maybe like the real t-shirt has either like you know when they do that little like um sort of grow grain or ribbon Mm -hmm. that either goes around sort of the the sleeve or on the on the hem of the t-shirt it's probably not got that on the outlet so like you said unless you're literally going into like I want this Prada bag I know exactly what it looks like and you're trying to trick them out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're not going to notice these things and yeah it does feel a bit like um trickery but I think yeah you're right the way they get around it is it's not an exact match to Mm. the thing that's in retail so like the consumer watchdog couldn't be like you're selling the same thing and saying it's a lot cheaper and blah 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 but they also probably don't notice or they don't care yeah because legally before 
you know, you know, when curries do their sale and they're like, yeah. we've slashed the price by 500 pounds on this brand new, like all my mm. screen TV. That item had to be at this full price for, I believe, like 28 days at least or something yeah. before they can discount it and say it and call it a sale. Mm. They get around that sort of law in outlet when it's made for outlet but then they Purpose. yeah but they say it was at a higher price which it never was yeah and we, I think it's really like my dad always tells me even when it comes to like a bottle of wine in shop mm. everything is made to know what price it's gonna be at sale oh yeah everything is targeted at that so mm. you aren't actually oh my God, that was meant to be 40 pounds, but I only got it for, I got it for 20. Mm. They always wanted, their margin works at 20. If you bought it at 40, they were laughing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There is, it's not actually a sale. Because mm. the consumer thinks, I've got a little bit of like a one-up on this brand because I've not bought it for 40 pounds. I got it for 20 pounds. And mm. so they haven't made as much money. I'm happier, blah, blah, blah. But it's not that they intended yeah. or they were they were happy for you to buy that at 20 pounds when they made that product. Yeah. And especially when you consider like, you you, you know, around sale time and it's like uh, 50% off. And then like a week later, it's like buy three for the price of two and then we mm. give you an extra 10 percent, and then we throw in a key ring and then you get a bag scarf with it and then yeah. they, there's all this like really complex pricing going on it's like those sorts of discounts is stuff that they work on all year round yeah those They're intentional prices yeah if you put this bag with that it only costs us that much but they calculate how much extra revenue it will bring them in because they know, okay, last year when we had a similar offer, this was the, um, this is how successful it was basically. Mm. This is how much money we made. We can expect to sell this many units if we throw in this really cheap coin purse. Mm -hmm. You're going to more likely want to buy the bag because you get a matching coin purse. Um, Yeah. So if you, do you feel like your Balenciaga bag was purposely made for outlet? No, I don't. Now I might be. <laughs> People are going to be like, "You're so ignorant." Um, I genuinely don't think yeah. it was. Um, and the reason I I, I, I would say I don't think it is because of the nature of that design. Yeah, it's really specific, isn't it? Yeah, and it didn't exist for a long time. Basically, it's the for those who don't know, it's the um, city bag medium size with the multicolored graffiti. And the graffiti- so had it just been a black style of it, potentially it's been made for outlet. Potentially, but because yes. of just the fact that that's quite an unusual print, I doubt they're bothering to recreate that. No. And the beauty of those things is that they're limited runs. And they stopped making that style yeah. a few years ago. That's the thing. Like, when I think about the store in Bista, the Gucci store in Bista, mm. I 100% think that they've got a number of bags in there that are made for outlet. And the reason why I say that is because they are like an older Gucci style of bag. They've got yeah. that embossed Gucci logo, 
Whereas Gucci now does a lot of like jacquard yeah. and a lot of quilting. Mm. And it doesn't have the same like motifs that they used to do like, yeah. like before Alessandro came along. And they've yeah. got a lot of um, styles in different sizes, different colours that I don't think I've seen on their retail website. or, And I think that they make them, yeah. That's interesting because actually in my head as well, then that made me think of Burberry who's had a very like transformative logo change in the last decade. So I feel like it would be really obvious what's like really old stock that they're really trying to get rid of or. No, I think they do it. Yeah, of course. I do. And, but even also you could just be recreating that style with just then the new, the new logo on it and be like, I never saw that. So mm. it's got the new the new aesthetic or whatever, but yeah, that's not the style that that aesthetic goes with. So I mm. think it'd be really obvious. And also I I feel like Burberry would be a huge culprit. I think Burberry outlet must be one of the most enticing mm. because you like first of all that check is just like a gold mine anyway mm-hmm. but for sure they're just lining or putting a little trim like a much cheaper version of that line a trench coat all mm-hmm. of that stuff um because yeah why would you ever outlet a trench coat when it is a fail safe that yeah. people will time and time it is a timeless thing people will come back to you for those for the rest of time yeah you would never intentionally outlet that also um when all your you go to places like um bista um normally traditionally under normal circumstances when we've got like usual levels of tourism in London mm. it's a tourist hotspot yeah and particularly the Chinese mm-hmm. tourist is is like when you when you're in these offices of these brands and they talk about outlet stores yeah. there's two consumers yeah. there's Chinese and there's Middle Eastern yeah particularly Chinese customers they're not into the outlet love yeah. a bargain and yeah. I respect it yeah and so a lot of things are made Aimed with that, that customer base yeah. in mind. So you think about Chinese New Year. There's always mm-hmm. stuff, always red stuff for Chinese New Year. And Burberry is, it's like a, it's like a British souvenir, isn't mm-hmm. it? For sure. Um, and from what I understand, like the Chinese market love Burberry, Burberry. Check, mm-hmm. trenches and stuff like that. And so Burberry could just pump out. I feel like they of- kept Burberry afloat when we all thought it was like Travi. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. Chinese market kept it afloat. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Just like imagine like Burberry umbrellas mm. and then like, as you said, basic scarves with like a nice Burberry tag on it. Um, a cheaper version of the trench, as you said. Um, Just a I shirt that- that's got that little like check just behind the, the collar of the collar yeah. yes yeah i think that that's all made for outlet stores mm. um and i think also i might be wrong about this next brand but i wouldn't be surprised max mara max mara has max mara weekend you know they have that we talked about diffusion lines last yeah. week they have that diffusion line and their coats some of their coats, why would you put them in outlet? 
I get what you mean. They're beautiful, timeless wool coats. There's people buying them. Why Mm. would you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I also, I think this is a thing is as consumers, we forget it's a business. It is Mm. a huge business and people know, and this is masterminded from sort of the get-go, the merchandising team, whoever it is, um, is with knowledge or the buying team know which styles are eventually going to go there you Mm. know or maybe it's maybe it's when sale reports come through and they're like we thought this going to be classic it's clearly not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah I agree I just think that outlets are, are doing something right and you're right actually is that there are real rules on discounting in normal thing in normal stores stores but it does seem to somehow be able to yeah yeah get get around that because you're right there will be a very subtle change and they'll be like oh these Ugg boots are normally x but here you can get them for this but Mm -hmm. it's not the same product it's Mm -hmm. not the same product even if it's just one slight change like that it's not the same product yeah and you know what some people it doesn't matter no and you're still getting something from arg burberry i think i think you just need to be aware like Mm. i i feel like i have a better understand and you probably do because you worked with fabrics as well so you have a better inclination or like like kind of hunch Mm. as to what is better quality and what is not and what's made for outlet and what is not so you can shop and be like I don't think that's usual Gucci or usual blah blah or I'd rather spend more money to get the exact style that I've been lusting after yeah but because if you don't know that and you don't have knowledge that lots of things are made especially cheaper for out there then I feel sorry for those people because you're really being duped (laughs) yeah but then I also think you know what is there anything wrong with it being made slightly cheaper other than the fact that sort of you really haven't got a discount, but you still haven't had to spend, say a Gucci bag is normally £3,000 and you got it for like 1500 in the... But that's what I mean. Like if you shop with the knowledge that it's made, for, then you're like, cool, it doesn't matter to me. I'm happy to buy it for this price because I still love it and I'm still getting a bit of the brand. But it's not, but it's still like, it's still proportionate, I guess, sort of, is that... You, you still don't want to buy something thinking it's the same quality. Yeah, I guess so. But then, yeah, I like as long as it doesn't fall apart. Hopefully, it's still great quality. But yeah, I think, I think it's a really interesting one. I'd be really interested to know if anyone listening didn't know this and it really changes their opinion on something. Mm. If that, if they care that it's intentionally made for it. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that, yeah, actually saying it out loud, if Chanel had an outlet, which they don't, if I bought like my dream Chanel handbag mm-hmm. and it wasn't like the Chanel quality, mm-hmm. I think I would be quite bummed or thinking, haha, someone's literally sat there and gone, we'll give them the cheap hardware, we'll give them this, the one mm-hmm. that tarnishes in a week. But it's cheaper. Yeah. How do you feel? It's cheaper though. You managed to afford your Chanel. How would you feel? But I guess then also the reason I lust after Chanel is because it's meant to be luxury quality. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess it's it's why you want something as well. Is it because the style looks really cool, or is it because you? For me, with the, also the knowledge that a Chanel bag holds its value, this one won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, that's. Yeah. Oh man, I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, um, <laughs> a few years ago, I was interviewing for a new position at a different brand. And I obviously told them, like, you know, I work in the outlet division and this is what I do on a day-to-day basis, whatever. And I was speaking to the VP. It was like the last round of interviews. Mm. And he he asked me, oh, you know, we've been thinking about going into outlet. What do you think? And I was like, I was like, don't do it. I said it because this is another thing with outlet. Kind of linked to our diffusion episode. Mm. Outlet stores and then having or introducing an outlet store and making things especially for outlet stores at cheaper quality can dilute your brand yeah and people will no longer buy into the mainline stuff because they can go best village and get the cheaper bits Mm. and your retail stores are going to suffer yeah if you don't have outlet stores then people are forced to stretch themselves to get what they really want like like what Hermes and Chanel do yeah they don't give you any discounts for the most part unless it's like ready to wear but whatever um and so it's so easy for the outlet side of a business to outgrow and outperform the retail that is a I think it's a dangerous game for a brand's reputation yeah I agree um I think when it even comes to diffusion lines, all of that, take a look around who's doing them, who isn't. Are the elite people not doing it? There's probably a reason, you know? What would the reason be? Like, again, like you said, that Chanel and Hermes are not doing that because they want to be positioned top in the market. Oh, I see, yeah. It doesn't, like, it lessens the brand and all of that stuff. Mm. Um Mm-hmm. I think I would question those sorts of things and who, which wh- where are you trying to sit in sort of the pecking order yeah but I have a question for you to sort of circle back to something we talked about earlier of like mm-hmm. with people shopping at charity shops more um pre-loved all of that stuff do you think that shopping outlet is somewhat better and for the people who are being more fashion conscious, eco-aware, sustainable, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I've said blah, blah, blah so many times today. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's my catchphrase today. Do you think the outlet is almost in that way being more eco-aware or a more sustainable way to shop fashion? Because technically mm-hmm. it's meant to be styles that haven't sold Mm -hmm. so do you think people view it as sort of I'm not buying buying something brand new or is it just but then the fact that obviously things get made for it probably doesn't do as much good as someone might think yeah I think in the cases where companies make a lot of goods a lot of items especially for outlet um, no it's not an eco-friendly version of shopping do you think a consumer would think it is if they didn't know they did that 
because that could yep. be quite harmful yep. if someone thinks yep. they're being more conscious I think so yeah if you didn't know that you would think oh everything here is just stuff that they didn't sell mm. so I get the chance to buy it before it gets burnt <laughs> or gets thrown in a yeah, landfill yeah. or something yeah 100 percent. having said that though I think the only way where being eco-friendly would apply is if you're buying like the samples yeah true um because these outlet stores still contribute to the overall demand Mm. of a company they're gonna say okay well we sold 500 of these units last year let's just keep making more of them because we can we can still make money if in doubt they can go to the outlet exactly so it doesn't help to curb the production of a brand and, Mm. and what they're trying to sell us Sometimes it can just think that the success of their outlet stores can just encourage them to create more, you know, because that's what they're there to do to make money. Um, I think, and it could just be me, but I think outlet stores are more often viewed as just a way to find something that you haven't been able to locate in mm. the retail store. It's old or it was very popular and one got returned and you might find it in the outlet store and you could get lucky like you do with um, like pre-loved market. You know, mm. oh, maybe I can find it there. I really want this item. Let me go and hunt for it. Um, or it's just a way to get a good bargain. Yeah, I don't know if people walk into these outlet villages and genuinely feel like, oh, this is this is eco friendly. But mm. there's also like a stack of the most basic T-shirts with Hugo Boss printed on them. I don't know. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I, I don't think it is eco, but I want I would just hate for someone to think sort of, oh, my gosh, well, it's, it would have been going to waste. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, I guess. And like you said, it adds to the demand anyway, because like you said, a shop could say, well, you know, the outlet sold loads of these. So let's make a few extra. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad, though, when you think of sort of the um, everything, everything is for money and everything is is planned out Um I really hate that I'm such a victim of like consumerism or like they, they dupe us, you know? Um, yeah. But that's the us. thing, like we are born into this system and all we can do is learn how yeah. it really is. We yeah. can't be born with the knowledge of how it really is. Um, everywhere we turn is like, buy me, buy me, buy me. Yeah. Um, so y- you can't feel bad in that sense. Um, but I still love an outlet shop mm-hmm. and I'm going on Friday. Are you to Bista? Yeah, I am. Ah, boy, you have to update us if you get anything. Oh, no. Another Balenciaga. No. But um, I do have my eye on something, but I'm trying to like, hopefully I don't see it. Oh, would you That's break your no spend for that? Yeah, in the right colour I would, I think. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think in the right colour I would. That's another thing about Outlet. Mm. In those brands that genuinely just sell old season stuff, there's always the funny colours. Yeah. The colour combos that you just Just wouldn't quite go. (laughs) Full price, you know. It's luck of the draw. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, I definitely, now that I'm a bit older as well, I definitely think I would want to go to one, but I know I'd be duped into like, oh my God, I want these shoes. Look how much cheaper they are or something. So I'd have to really go there with my wits about me, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because I'm a fashion lover and the amount of things that I've admired over the years. You know, oh my God, I wish I could have that. And then if you see it, that's when your mind is like, oh, but you can. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing with outlets that we haven't touched on. And that is the sense of urgency that you get mm. when you're there. Yeah, it's um, not like, oh, let me think on it and come back next week. Yeah. There isn't another in the back room. Mm-hmm. If you see it, you get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There could yeah. even be competition in the store with you at that time who wants it too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And again, because it's not on your high street, you're yeah. like, I don't know the next time I'm going to make this yeah. hour and a half long journey to come back and see if you got it. And they don't reserve stuff for you. No. They might, if you're lucky, you can pay over the phone and they send it to you. But there is that sense of urges. It's kind of like what Zara does. Yeah. You know how, like, if you like something, Zara, you've got to get it. Yeah. Because everyone's battling over the same stuff. Yeah. Um, that is how outlets operate. And and things like the queues, you know how mm. Chanel does. And they're like, you got to queue up to go and see our shit. They do that, that- now in Bista, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. You have to check in or join the queue. I think that started because of COVID. Yeah. But it's also, like you said, they do that anyway in these luxury stores. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of trickled its way down to the outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> they don't want us putting our, our poor mitts on their rich stuff. <laughs> they want, yeah, they want your details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> can we um just uh put your details in our little black book and all this stuff yeah <laughs> anyway um what is our poll for this week i don't know one part of me thinks have we taught you anything new about out- the outlet experience yeah but also i'd be really interested to know how many people sort of or do you wait for something to be in the outlet? Who like who do you put a lot of emphasis on outlet shopping? Yeah. yeah. You know, like the risky game, even with the high street, is like, I really like that, but that's a little bit more than I want to set, spend. I'll see if that goes on sale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a more tense version of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Higher stakes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That'll be all for. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 